this week we'll be talking about Dead Island 2 delayed yet again. Sonic co-creator going to jail. Oh. <laughs> In-depth impressions for God of War Ragnarok, Pokemon Violet, and more on Season 6, Episode 45 of Press X to Start Podcast. Do the thing! What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Vagrises, a.k.a. Back from Paris. And I've learned one solid phrase. I'm le from Boy, if you don't get <laughs> For those who know Dexter, you know what I'm talking about. Let's go. Um, I am joined by... I am Sean M.F. Ross. What the MF stand for? I have nothing this week. I have nothing. Oh, oh. Are you empty inside? What's wrong? Mm-hmm. Something in the way. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, who else is here? Jordan, aka JXBot, aka bringer of not Ragnarok. Oh, so flowers or something like that? Pastries. Yeah, reverse Ragnarok. This <laughs> but we become a vassal to all the realms because we were like the dwarves. We become vassals to the other realms. Okay. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Reverse Ragnarok. We actually build things. Build <laughs> Reverse things. Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> and then last up? I, I'm Avery, and I got something to say. I've been holding in for a full year. Uh-oh. These men right here, they can't guard me. If you haven't been following us, <laughs> I've effectively won the Bless X to start uh, <laughs> Fantasy League. Oh, uh, like, in a dominant fashion <laughs> to the point where I'm pretty sure I could not put a final game as my uh, second counterpick, lose 15 points, and still beat DJ Blank 5 or 10. So yep. I want to point this out right here. I was confident the entire year. Uh, there were points. <laughs> I looked at every one of y'all lists, and it was garbage from the start. I questioned every decision everyone ever made. I was quiet because I wanted to say my shit at the end of the year when it was clear that no one could stop me. Wait a minute. This, wait a minute. I, this, I, think there's, I think there's a record on our Discord oh, no, of Avery saying GG's because he was like, I'm done. <laughs> there was a, no, there was a, uh, it was, uh, I forgot what game. That was during the period of time where I DJ had a couple games on his list. And I'm like, this could cause some damage. And then for some reason, they just either did horribly or didn't. So I'm like, I bet I've won this. So yeah, uh, yeah. The last uh, two months or so has been completely devastating for my list. And I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, uh, we will be doing that again next year. So make sure you check that out. Because... I'm also going to retire next year. Nope, I'm nope, not. Doing... gonna be on. Nope. <laughs> nope. The amount of stress I went through to try and win this year is something I can't have for my liver. <laughs> your liver. Mm. Uh, yeah. True. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll try to try to either help Avery's liver to get him back for next year. But you know. Um, okay, so how does this go? We, we did our intros. You, you know who we are. Oh, yeah. Press X, our podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest gaming news, review the biggest games, and give you the thoughts we are talking about. I just made that up. About video games. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. On YouTube, get our gaming news breakout on Tuesdays, what we've been playing on Thursday, and the whole thing as a podcast on Fridays. I can't see the rest of the thing because Sean is posting in our uh, Discord chat. Ah, wait. 
Oh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and hitting the notification bell. Hit it. Not all those times, because if you hit all those times, you might actually not hit the notification bell, so you won't. Anyways, just hit it once. If you're listening, we would appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast service you are tuned in on. If you want to join in our conversation, because our conversation is lovely and you should join in, you can join our Discord at pressxnumber2start.com slash Discord. Now that I've got that all out the way, I think I can finally take a breather and we can jump into the next thing, which is the gaming news. news. It should say <laughs> gaming news there and it's not. Hey, look, I went on vacation, guys, so everything I'm still I'm still coming back. and I'm still trying to, you know, get things back. So by the time you see it, it will say gaming news. All right, Avery, let's go. Fun fact, what I learned producing the show is that recording through OBS won't record my own audio. So that explains why DJ does a two PC setup. So this time I got to figure out because that doesn't seem smart. <laughs> DJ, did you bring back a baguette? Uh, no, actually, I, I couldn't. Yeah, look, U.S. Customs, they don't they don't play. <laughs> oh, side note, actually, um, when we came back, uh, they put us into a bus that didn't look like a bus until we realized that there was seats and like, oh, this is actually a weird bus thing and they bust us off to somewhere else we landed in um dulles and they bust us off to somewhere else and then there like, they let us go into the airport and i was just like oh this is weird so yeah we're just listening so <laughs> they they yeah. bust you to someplace else on like mm-hmm. was, was it on the dulles airport campus or was... i guess so i don't know it was dark we, we got we got back at nighttime so i don't actually really... something bj yeah go go for it where'd you sit on this bus on on the left side. Well, technically, technically in the back because we were like the first people to like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, my friend, are entitled to a complaint, my son. <sighs> the worst part is that we sat in the back because we thought it was the front, and then when they let us go, they let us go in reverse. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> the back of the bus is always the fun, most fun part of my opinion. hate America. You know what I mean? Jeez, hey. it's it's fun when it's when it's an option. <laughs> yeah, Avery, gaming news. What's up? <laughs> Okay, uh, our first piece of gaming news, this is from IGN, this is from Ryan Dinsdale. Uh, Dead Island 2 delayed again, this time to April 2023. Uh, so, Dead Island, a game that has been uh, a vaporware game for about since its announcement, was uh, announced at the very prestigious, was it Gate? No. Was it Opening Night Live, or was it... Okay, so yeah, it was announced at the Key No, because it was the... It was announced at the Key League thing. I know that for sure. I can't... By uh, um, Ghost Simulator. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't Gamescom, because Gamescom was so EU-focused that I don't think it was announced there. I do think it was Opening Night Live. Yeah. I think it was a big ending for Opening Night Live. And I was like, okay, this is a choice to make. So it was re-announced there with a CG trailer, and it gave a brave date of, I want to say, uh, the end of this year. I want to say, yeah, December... I think their original date was December 6th, and now they've been pushed all the way back to, uh, no, wait, no. It was announced December 6th, got pushed to February 3rd, and now it's been pushed again to uh, April 28th, 2020. There you go. So, yeah. Well, even before its second push, as Avery said, to February, it got the, like, the longest-running production game, or the longest a game has ever been in production in game history. It's vaporware. It's a game that it was announced, but no one believes it exists. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Uh, like the trailer they showed, I'm showing you right now. It looked, I think it did well, at least for me, as like a tone piece of like what, 
you know what you're in for when you play this game. I was excited to see what this turned out to be when you know when it comes to actually playing the game because I did like Dying Light, but I think for me and the way I ingest you know uh, zombie games and, and horror games in, in a weird way is like I don't I don't like when it gets too scary. Well, I bet you here. So like Dying Light at nighttime, I was like, this is I can't play this game because like I don't feel like having to run away from something crazy or scream. And you know. we. Yeah, it just gets me taken back to my ancestors. And I, I don't like that. I just don't like that. Like so. Do, do you wear the pens when you're playing a scary game? Do you nah, wear? I don't wear anything. Oh, okay. Fuck the pens. Like what? What? Why am I wasting money? I'll just clean the floor under me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it, it is. If they have to delay the game to make the game better good do it do what you gotta do but it just doesn't sound good when you're delaying a game that's been delayed for years already so yeah is anyone gonna get this game is anyone interested uh, in getting this game? nope uh this is, is one it... of those no power in this verse games uh, <laughs> i don't think i'm trying to think if i played dying light or dead island i don't know <laughs> they're not too dissimilar in terms of how they function yeah i don't, I don't know um i may not I have to look at the reviews. I mean, they're yeah. also both deep silver games, which I was like, why would you make two first person zombie survival games? I'm, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the original thing around them. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. No, I, I think I wasn't going to get this because I, I also didn't play Dead Island 1. Uh, and then two, I think with the time it took for this game to be announced and then for this trailer to get up, the actual trailer and then the gameplay trailer they announced didn't really do anything for me. I think the trailer was a good tone piece, but it's like a good tone piece for like a type of thing that like I'm just generally not into anymore. Yeah. Dying Light is WB and Techland. I think they're both Techland games. Oh. Hmm. But this doesn't have the parkour system that Dying Light has, right? Yeah. And then I guess the in the trailer they showed it's like oh. a yeah. environmental Yeah, they're both Techland. Uh, yeah, the okay. developer is Techland, but the publishers are different. Uh, I mean, I guess if that's your bag, <laughs> we yeah. just we just making zombie games. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's crazy. Yeah, I, you know, we'll be interested to see how this does. Yeah, was Dying Light delayed in such a manner? No. Mm-mm. What? Well, the- yeah, actually, Dying Light was delayed repeatedly, but that was a game that we saw repeatedly over time, so it wasn't really vapor. Mm, okay. That's interesting. What the fuck is going on in Techland then? Uh, do you want to be honest? They are a double A publisher. I mean, they're a double A studio with a double A publisher and the Embracer Group. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah. Fuck the Embracer Group. There you go. Hey, uh, you listener and viewer, if you are excited about Dying Light, not Dying Light, damn, if you're excited about Dead Island too, let us know down low in the comments or, in, uh, or yeah. you know, just do that thing. Same fucking yeah. game. Whatever. If you're excited, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even have to be for time. <laughs> if you're just excited for the holiday break coming up, just let us know. Oh man. All right, Avery, what's next? Okay. Our next story is a long festering story that I haven't really talked about or we really haven't discussed here because I actually wanted to wait for the, the smoke to finish with this to see what's going on. This is from uh, IGN again. This is from Matt Kim. But that's the response to Mick Gordon's uh, Doom internal allegations. So about a couple of years ago, uh, the fans of Doom noticed that the game's music was just not great. It wasn't produced or uh, 
It, like the songs in, in themselves, like I'm not gonna uh, question the quality of them because that's a very subjective thing. But the way they were presented in the game's files and given to players wasn't great. And then when they uh, voiced those concerns, the game's uh, composer, Mick Gordon, said, "Yeah, that wasn't me." And he went on and explained that like how he didn't really work on the latter half of this game. Uh, but that's uh, like uh, snap back and like mm, that's not true. What Mick has been saying is not necessarily true. They gave their their own like. Uh, chain of events, and then two years or so passed, and then Mick Gordon came out with a very long uh, medium post with receipts about everything he went through over the production of Doom Eternal, also explaining that the one of the reasons why he's been silent is because of all the legal stuff that's going on, and that one of the final things was them trying to pay him off so they won't talk about this going forward, and he's like, I'm not going to do that, because it's like, the thing that's happened with this game is Bethesda saying that Mick has been lying about all of this. He's been a tarnish to his uh, actual career as a composer. So he's been want to uh, get this mo- monkey off his chest. Uh, and then in response, Bethesda's like, nah, if he wants to fucking bring out receipts, we also have receipts. Everything he's still saying is wrong. So now we have a he said, she said with a lot of receipts that Bethesda slash Microsoft is willing to go to like higher courts of libel to deal with. Yeah, I will repeat the thing that Jeff Grubb said in his uh, last thing. They should just sue each other. They should sue each other so it could actually be a legal battle and it can be solved and then we can just move on from this because putting it out in the 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 open air like this is just like you, you, you don't know who to believe because, you know, we're only hearing piecemeal of this story from both sides. And it's just like, all right, like obviously there was some shit happening between the two parties and it sucks and it sucks that you know we the consumer is or i guess i should say uh jordan the consumer because you played doom internal right and didn't no, you I'm actually the only one i played it I, yeah i played it i played it as well oh, you pl- oh, okay okay yeah, okay awesome. well avery and jordan it sucks that you two had to deal with flat music versus uh, uh the possibility of having a, well, a full fallacious sound no that, that 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 was mostly related to the soundtrack i mean you know the big part of Doom and its experience is the music, which has inspired mm-hmm. other, you know, Doom-like games. At least recent, I think Hell Hell Raising or something like that that came out recently, which is a Doom S game. Or you know, um, the beat goes with the shooting and the gameplay and really immerse you in experience. So when Mick Gordon did leave, uh, not too long after Doom Eternal came out, you know, people were very dismayed because of how integral his music stylings was for the overall experience and yeah you know there there's some bad blood here and you know bethesda saying that mixed actions are leading to threats to staff and wow we don't want to have that happening also like i don't know right. what doom fans would want to harass bethesda themselves and it's it's a messy stinky situation and you know i i now wonder about doom 3 um, and I, it's clear that Mick will not be a part of Doom 3 and the quality of the music of that as a baseline um, when that comes out or if it comes, you know, so it's, it's pretty shitty right now for id software. I mean, it will be interesting to see what happens in the next Doom, though, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Uh, our next story is a follow up to some information that well, follow up to a little Easter egg that became a story that became a major company trying to silence rumors. Anyway, so this is from Kotaku. This is from Ethan Gotch. Microsoft shelled Game Pass streaming box because it was too expensive. So the Keystone uh, stick that everyone has been like, oh, this is what Microsoft is. This is the next step for Microsoft Game Pass in uh, uh, xCloud. It's this streaming stick that they can sell cheap and just get people in 
at a dollar level to more Game Pass and like help the relatively stagnant Game Pass numbers, at least for the main Game Pass, not the PC Game Pass, they help those explode because here's a completely different demographic who doesn't own an Xbox and can just get this streaming stick in the hyper- hypothetical streaming future. Well, Spencer and the team have pretty much said that it's not a thing. Everyone's like, why is it not a thing? And they're like, it's not a thing because it's too expensive to make. Like, they're like, we're not going to just make a file stick that just has Game Pass and access to a website that allows you to stream. We're trying to make a thing that has enough processing power to make sure that the games you're streaming are operating at a comparable level. And they're like, it's too expensive. I mean, like, my, my question, like, if, if I was ever had the opportunity to interview them is, you know, what variables are they using to determine expense? I think we discussed about, you know, the concept of streaming and, you know, like how there's many parts of the United States that are still trying to build up their bandwidth or trying to build up, you know, the internet services. So, you know, consoles in general are being produced at a loss, you know, no matter what these companies are saying, they're still like, in terms of like returns, like bare returns on whatever money's going into production, distribution, all of that. I just wonder, is it because the market is still fairly novel for them to go forward with a new plastic device? Um, is it their perception of profitability? Because right now, you know, um, 2021 and 2022, Samsung televisions, mine just 2020, have can, um, some of them have the ability to have Game Pass built into it. Like, yeah. kind of to that those? point, mm-hmm. to that point, it's those are essentially mini computers built into televisions and they sell for over a thousand dollars it's like for a good one anyway for cheap one things vacillate but that's just actual like the yeah. production television is a different thing but like with them it's like i think the ideal is somewhere under a hundred dollars and they can't conceivably figure out a way mm-hmm. to make that under a hundred dollars so it doesn't just undercut the series s but like within within the range too like you said yeah. it could be like double or triple that and they're like, no, fuck that. But so, so yeah. is it not purely streaming then, like uh, Stadia? Are they not utilizing or leveraging the Azure servers and what have you? Because why can't they put out something similar? To I, what, think, uh, I think, and I could be wrong, is to my earlier point about them wanting to have processing power in the stick. Yeah. Is that they're being cognizant of the fact that the streaming future doesn't really exist. So in my head, they're like, okay, this streaming system is going to have memory. And it's going to have processing power so that it can, in the background, download at least a portion of a streamed game so that it, the streamed game will, quote unquote, feel like it's streaming. Cash. Yes. Yeah. You have to offload some of the work onto the actual device itself versus trying to do it all through streaming because that it it, it, yeah it is is not it's not gonna it's not gonna work as seamless as we would want as gamers especially since we're used to playing consoles quality games so yeah Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not necessarily surprised at this oh because story time real quick hey so i had went to um uh, as i said earlier in in the show i went to uh uh, paris uh for a vacation and we touched in, we landed in London, spent the day there, and then went to Paris. In London, I um, did my, my PS remote play, and it worked flawlessly. I was like, oh, this is great. When I went to Paris, I was like, yeah, okay, I say work great. It was serviceable. It wasn't great. <laughs> it was serviceable. <laughs> I went to Paris, and I was just like, okay, next day, I mean, I got to do my Gundam dailies, because, you know, I got I to gotta keep it going. Yeah. Try to get on. 
didn't work. There was some weird error. And I was like, okay, that's strange. I looked it up and people were like, oh yeah, you got to do port forwarding in order for it to work. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it literally worked the day before. Like, why is this a thing? Turns out the issue wasn't my PlayStation. The issue was that I was in Paris. Because when I went back to London to come home, it worked fine. It worked normal. And I was just like, like that's, I don't even, I, I couldn't even comprehend like why that was an issue because I would assume internet is internet. But no. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, exactly. Quality possible. of services all over the place. Well, but here's the thing though. Like the internet that I had in Paris, like I checked the speeds and stuff and it was like, it was like 200 and something down and like 100 and something going up. And then it still may have to do with the quality of service and ports forwarded and open well, on yeah, the I connection think, that you were using. Yeah, I think it was the whole like ports forward and stuff was the actual issue. But it was just it was so weird that that is just a unseen issue that you'd have to face when it comes to streaming games all over the country. And it's just like, all right, this just sucks. And there, there was no documentation in terms of like why this was an issue other than, oh, it might just be important for it thing. So, yeah, it, it's just we are very much so at the dawn of streaming console there, quality. So there yeah. also is the argument. Well, there is the thing where I'm of the mindset that you just can't sell a streaming stick. You have to sell a streaming stick with a controller. So there is that price that yeah. going yeah, that has to go up with that, and then there is the oh, we just live in a post stadia world. Let's not do something quite similar at the same time. Yeah, you. that's a good point too. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we get into uh, Sonic Skull Creator going to jail, wasn't fast enough. Wasn't fast. Enough. <laughs> fucked up. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, hey, listener, we hope that you are enjoying our content as much as we enjoy making it. Please do us a solid and hit this like button. And hit not dislike, but hit that like button. If you're okay, of course. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button. If you're listening to this, there is no like button to hit. So again, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notification bell because we need you to do those three things. Uh, if you are listening, leave us a review. Um, tell us how great we're doing and um, you know, just just leave us a nice little comment. Uh, if you do those things, we'd greatly appreciate it. And now we can jump back into the show. Avery, what's happening with Yuji? Okay, cool beans. We, this is a story by Luke Plunkett. This is a report from Kotaku.com. Legendary Sonic designer Yuji Naka arrested in Japan. Okay, so Yuji Naka is one of the sort of uh, goats of Japanese gaming, and he's responsible for a lot of... Uh, He's specifically credited as a Sonic uh, designer. Well, he was arrested in Japan for insider trading in regards to the Dragon Quest series. So if my memory is correct, uh, I believe that Yuji and a couple of other Square employees were aware that Square as an organization were going to invest in or ship a Dragon Quest mm -hmm. game to a third-party Japanese studio. So they invested in that Japanese studio prior to this news getting out there so that when the eventual Japanese studio instantly gets a uh, stock bump from the news, they could then sell those stocks for a profit afterwards. And he's being investigated and, I believe, arrested by the Japanese uh, government in response. Yeah. See, now, where he I went wonder... wrong was he wasn't an American politician. <laughs> I just wanted to see, like, the new Sonic PSAs when Sonic comes in, like, hey, kids, have you heard of insider trading? Well, that's no good. <laughs> yeah no don't don't do insider training kids it's a goofy ass crime that's very easy to track because it's literally a paper trail for it it's yeah. an agency with the company 
Like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm like, oh, for cash, dog. Yeah, it, it's yeah. So he in in USD, he this was worth about twenty uh, k. That's how much he made from selling the stocks. And I'll tell you, jail time is is cost more than twenty k. I'm I'm not gonna do jail time for twenty now. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it just it sucks. It sucks that he got caught up into this, and you know. I bet he's like, why did I do this? <laughs> why did I do this? Uh, I wonder. Uh, I wonder what the next uh, Sonic game is going to be like. <laughs> I want to be clear that Yuji hasn't been working on the Sonic games in a long time. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, never. So he has no that. real influence on what's going on in the Sonic franchise. Oh, so Sonic Frontiers Two will be perfectly fine. Perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's no good. Okay, so our next story is from VGC. This is from Andy Robinson. Uh, Blizzard games set to be pulled in China after a dispute with NetEase over license. So this is a really weird story, so I'm going to read a bit of it because I, even I don't have my mind wrapped around it. So Blizzard games are set to be shut down in China after it was unable to come to an agreement with current license holder NetEase over renewing its current deal. When the current deal ends in January 23rd, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Warcraft, Overwatch, the StarCraft series, Diablo 3, and Heroes of the Storm will all be suspended. Uh, this mm. is a wild story that I can't tell you what the fuck is going on. People from NetEase have talked about how like this is not a uh, deal that they wanted to happen and that there's a, an implied, air quotes, jerk. It's somewhere involved in the activist and Blizzard side of it that has generated this uh effect but effectively what this means is that if you're playing any of those games you will be locked out of playing them legally in china i'm pretty sure that there's a illegal way to to play it like i know for a fact that valorant is still not released in china but a chinese team still went to champions this year so it's like oh my god this is the first time i've ever played this just a prodigy. <laughs> what are the controls again? <laughs> oh my goodness. Who are all these people? I have fans. I saw this person oh. on the YouTubes. Uh, uh, here's an interesting excerpt. NetEase claimed that the expiration of the Blizzard deal would have no material impact on its financial results and that net revenues and net income contributions from the licensed Blizzard games represented low single digits as a percentage of its total net revenue and net income of 2021 in the first time of 2022. So mm. if they are believed, them losing this deal isn't really going to affect them. The question is, is this going to affect Activism Blizzard as a company? And I'm of the mindset, if who I believe they're calling a jerk is true, that this is a Activism Blizzard scorched earth kind of a, this Microsoft deal is going to go through, so I, this is not our problem situation. So let's just yeah. save money in whatever deal we are making here and just move forward. Yeah, I, I think it is a thing of Activision Blizzard is seeing this as like, okay, well, we're not going to be really communicating with this company anymore because we'll be going through Microsoft once we get bought out. So, yeah, like we could just end this and, you know, save the money and then maybe next year or, or you know, next six months or whatever, when the deal goes through, like they'll get the service back because they'll be through a new kind of distribution or whatever. So, doesn't matter, but we just don't know that because we're just on this side of the whole conversation. I guess gaming culture is just different over there. I'm looking at their website, like, yeah, everything's controlled by uh, the Chinese government. Like, it, not even that. Of- just if losing Blizzard and there allegedly was single digit profits 
single digit percentage problem. I'm looking at the games like these these are bringing in the other ninety percent. What the? F- well, hey, Chinese games that's a different market. Well, like, Chinese, yeah, is a the Chinese government owns it. B the Chinese government is well, the Chinese China is very keen on IP theft and just like we're just gonna straight up rip off your game and then sell it the Chinese way in China to make money. So we don't need you really. Uh, and then I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> you're, 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 Avery, Avery is very spot on on that. Yeah, like it's they are a huge whale in this video game space, but they get to tailored to their needs very specifically. You know, Tencent, as much as they want to not be associated with the government, they kind of are. You know, like their leaders are part of the Politburo. Well, not, not yeah, the Politburo is what they call it over there. And yeah, like it, these th- things in terms of American and Chinese companies make it a little bit weird over the next couple of years because of. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there, there, there'll be more stories in terms of, yep. um, video games in China going forward, man. I, I just, they better not touch, uh, Hoyoverse, man. They better not touch Hoyoverse. Like you know, <laughs> every time one of these stories come out, I'm like, I don't know, man. Hey, man. <laughs> like, Hey, <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it, it's, it, it's really a shame for, you know, the consumers over in China who have spent so much time in these games and to see it just go away in such a like yeah. just messed up way. Like hey, I, no, I, but but there there's there's VPNs like well VPNs that's true, that's true. I know. But, but I mean know, Yeah. Like I said, I, like, the people who want to play these games are going to find a way to play these games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like I I'm more so just like it really sucks for the people who you know, honestly wanted to play these games and, you know, they spend money in these games and now it's just being taken away from them. I I really do hope that, you know, this ends positively when Microsoft purchases Activision and they just turn on those servers up again, yeah. Well, well, uh, when the Microsoft deal, if and when it goes through, happens, uh, it's not going to be just a fucking switch and everything's going to be back on with China. It's going to be Microsoft and now having to renegotiate deals yeah, yeah, with yeah. China over these games. Because like, if my memory serves me, the Xbox Series X only just got to China. I was like, I'm going to say late 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that came later. Yeah, so it's like it's one of those things where like even they... Their big launch of their big next gen console have had to fight tooth and nail to get into China. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at this more so like the PC side of it versus the. Well, if we get to the PC side, side of it, then like if you're on PC, just do it illegally. Like nothing's stopping you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I yes, the you can you can do it illegally pretty easy on PC. I'm just talking about the people who don't, not, not, they're not necessarily looking to do that, but now they might have to. And, I'm just saying, if you're already doing TurboTax on your fucking PC to fucking play <laughs> World of Warcraft. It's not going to take you too long to figure out, oh, how do I just keep playing this game around China? That's true. All right. Um, well, that has been our gaming news. And before we get into what we've been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. It's us. Hey there. Have you been enjoying this episode? You have? Great. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, then do us a favor and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're using. If you're watching this, then like the video, subscribe to our channel, and hit the bell so you won't miss out on any of our future videos. Check out pressx2start.com to find information about us, the podcast, links to all of our social media channels, and to join our Discord. Thanks so much. We appreciate your support. Now back to the podcast. 
And we are back. Now it's time for us to talk about the games we are playing. And, uh, I mean, really and truly, uh, a bunch of you guys, actually all of you on the cast except for myself, has beaten God of War Ragnarok. Isn't that just fantabulous? Um, So we're actually going to do a review for God of War Ragnarok. But before we do that, I'm going to have you guys just give us, well, I guess, Avery, you kind of gave your opinions already. Sean, did you? You did, yeah, last last podcast. Yeah, we both gave our rough opinions. I hadn't finished it at the time. Now I have finished and platinumed it. Okay. So, uh, Jordan, you can give a, uh, you know, spoiler-free impressions of God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, no, I I truly enjoyed the game. I mean, similar because like I I did play the uh, God of War twenty eighteen fairly recently, like over the summer, and I enjoyed that. So it was still fresh in my mind going into God of War Ragnarok. Um, you know, just it, it picks up quick. You know, like um, I learned, yeah, I I could totally die in these cutscenes. I could totally get got immediately. Like the game's like, oh, you want to put your controller down and enjoy a nice scene? No, you gotta get ready. So I got I got got pretty quickly thinking that it was going to be, you know, a, a pretty um, slow ease into it. But the action hits quickly. Uh, the performances mm-hmm. are very strong. The writing is very strong. I did like one character arc very, very uh, much. I'm not going to go into the spoiler details, but I'm like, damn, like, I, I did not expect them to do that to that character that quickly. Um and it wasn't necessarily a game of total loss, seeing as like God of War Ragnarok is the end of all things. Um, at least Ragnarok, the event, is the end of all things. Mm-hmm. But it does bring home hope, essentially. It does bring home, like, you know, that, like, you know, like, we're not, we're not predestined to anything. And, you know, our, tra- like, it, it, it also, a, a big undertone was trust, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of, of, of situations where, you know, trust and generational trauma were being brought into it. But in terms of core gameplay, yeah, you know, you it's 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 like it's it's sometimes like junk food. I mean, of course, you can be more technical with it, especially if you're going against the harder enemies. More but, tentacle? You know, but sorry, technical. In terms of in terms of memorizing <laughs> combos, in terms of knowing what works best on what on what enemies you can. But the game does, and I was playing on you know the middle um, difficulty being balanced. Uh, to which it did get challenging at times, but for the most part, you know, you're not. Initially, ready. he was like, "This ain't shit." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, you know, it, the game, the game was like, "No, we're gonna send you two of these hard ass enemies." You have to figure it out. I was like, "Is it out. me?" He's saying that the game is just easy. <laughs> am, am, am I the bitch? <laughs> but yeah, no, like the game, the game was a spectacle. Um, you know, like it, this, this is something you know for Xbox to work to if they can ever get to it. I mean, Sony Santa Monica is one of the best developers in the industry right now. Yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll see if the BAFTA gives them another nod this time. They probably um, will. But in terms of quality of performance, uh, it remained there. Uh, there are some tearjerk moments. So you know, like if there's any reason to own a PS5 beyond, you know, third-party games, you know, this is, this is why you own a PlayStation to have these type of experiences. It was like, I think my final number was an 8.5 to a nine out of 10. There were some performance issues um, to which if you like, there were times to which I turn on my rage and um, enemies would just disappear, which is a pretty funny glitch. Like they just evaporate oh, wow. and go away. That um, wasn't a glitch. They were scared. <laughs> they were scared. Yeah, Kratos was too strong. They hit the beast um, and disappeared. 
they're, like, they're, like, they're, they're, there were some some bugs that required me to restart it, but like, that only happened like throughout my whole 37 hour experience. It only happened like two or three times. Okay. Um, a couple audio bugs, but other other than that, cause, like there there were a few patches that came. Like I I played it during the first patch. They released a second patch while I was finishing it up, to which I'm pretty sure remedied those issues. But overall, like it was a, a very well um, uh, polished game, and yeah, I'm glad they were able to get out in time too. Awesome. Okay. Um, I've also been playing God of War Ragnarok, and I am not as far as any of the people on this cast, seeing how they have all beaten it, and I have not. Um, but so far, I am absolutely enjoying my time with this game. I absolutely love the combat system to the point where the only real critique, the only real like issue I have is that I can't weapon switch faster. And it's just be just for the fact that I want to string together more combos as I'm like throwing this frogman into the air and just like going crazy on it. It's it's so much fun. Like them saying the whole idea of, you know, you play with your food, like I totally get it. I see it. And it's just it's just such a great time. Um, in terms of the narrative, I absolutely love what they're doing so far. Again, I'm not that far in it, but the conversations between like Atreus and Kratos, I nailed it. I didn't say Acreus or Aquarius or whatever. Um, I just, I absolutely love their conversations and like Kratos just trying his best to be a good dad, but also letting Atreus just kind of do what he wants to do in a way and still trying to be supportive than him talking to, it's Mimir, right? Mimir? Yeah. Okay. Yes, but I don't. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And like, Man, I'm just having such a great time with this. Like, I I can't wait to get farther in this. I started the game on the uh, second, not second hardest. Like, you have normal. I went one step up in difficulty, essentially. Oh boy, oh, aren't you gonna have a time? So, oh, wait, are you you're above balanced? Yeah, I'm above balanced. Yeah. I, and even even right now, like, there are situations where I'm just getting like pieced up by like normal mobs. I'm just like. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's gonna get it's gonna get sweaty. Like like those those last the, like the last rush is gonna get pretty sweaty. You might want to drop it down to balance. There's no shame. I know, I know, I I totally plan on dropping it once it gets too hard for me. But like I I like the I like the uh the difficulty so far because it's it's causing me to really think about the things that I'm using, that the moves that I'm using, and trying to remember okay this move works here oh this is a good counter for this thing like i'm i'm enjoying that, that experience that i'm having um i did run into a like higher level uh creature thing and i got i got pieced up so quickly and i was like i can move on but it's like one o'clock in the morning and i i feel a little slighted that he just got the best of me we're gonna sit here <laughs> we're gonna deal with this <laughs> so i ended up playing like a half hour on that fight and actually beat him it was cool it was fun again I'm enjoying this game. This game will have to completely fall from grace in my eyes for it not to be my game of the year. And like again, I'm mm. not even that far, and it's just I like was right feeling now, the same way. Yeah, like right now, every everything is just lined up for this to just continue just to be my game of the year. And I'm playing Pokemon too, but. Before Let me we just get, throw that out there. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but before we get the Pokemon, hey, you listener, get into my car. No, don't actually do that because that's that's bad. 
You know what? That song is just doesn't age well. Anyways, um, do us a thing that definitely ages well, which is liking this podcast, liking this video, uh, hitting the subscribe button, and hitting the notification bell. Again, if you are listening to us, you can just leave us a cool review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Once you do those things, we would be in your debt, but not like actually in your debt, but just like figuratively in your debt. And, you know, we, we, we would say thank you, of course. Um, yeah, I think that's all. I think that's all I'm asking you to do this time. This time. All right, let's get back into the games. Uh, yeah, as I said, I was playing. I have been playing Pokemon Violet. And I absolutely love this game as well. I am in a very, very weird position right now where my time before this has been Gundam, Genshin Impact, and then whatever new game that's out that I'm playing right now. Now I have this this smorgasbord of games to play, and <sighs> Genshin is getting left back in the dust, guys. I just I just don't have time for Genshin right now, and it's wow. It hurts me. Wait till ZZZ yeah. comes out. Oh my gosh, you know what I mean? But yeah, Pokemon Violet. Uh, so right now, the, the main thing that's in the news right now is about it being a technical mess and so on and so forth. I've played about, maybe about five, six hours of it so far. And I really haven't had any bugs in terms of pop-ins. They've all been pretty standard things that you would expect from a Switch-type game. I also played... Um, uh, Aquarius, not Aquarius, Jesus. Um, I almost said Atreus. Pokemon Legends. I played Pokemon Legends, and that had a lot of pop ins, that had a lot of issues that you could tell was going to be in this game because this game is based off of that game in terms of engine and so on and so forth. But it really has not affected my experience with playing Pokemon, finding new Pokemon, and you know, building that little team that you, you know carry forward or whatever i just want to let everyone know my current lineup uh i of course went with the water type uh quaxley i have nicknamed him dewey if you know you know and it makes sense i was gonna name him donald duck but dewey fit a lot better um i have the mud the 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 what was it the palia variation of womper Wooper. It's bit Wooper, there you go. I've named him Dwight because it makes sense. <laughs> um and then uh the the Fido, the cute Pokemon or whatever, I've named him Baguette because of course I just came from Paris and of it just makes sense to do that. Um yeah, so far like I haven't really tried to look into the future of this game to see exactly what's gonna happen and so on and so forth. I kinda want it to be a surprise for me. And you know, I'm having a good time with it. And I think I think this game is going to fall in line with how people viewed Assassin's Creed Unity, where they had that one big bug just kind of being the poster child for the game, where, like, the, I guess the whole face was missing was just the eyes or whatever. And it's just like, no, the, the game actually was was fine. It just, you know, it, it has I, issues. I think in reg- I, I agree with that Unity posting, though I do think one of the core differences with a lot of the critiques about this game versus, uh, say, a Unity, is that I think Unity, at least, for all of its bugs, 
Unity is sort of like, the bugs are what everyone's talking about. That's the memeable thing you can find on any social media. Like, look at this weird bug. When I try and get yeah. on my bike, I turn into a giant monster, and then I get on my bike. It's like, oh, or I try to clap my hand, and my elbow goes the entirely different way if I'm clapping. As an, or uh, someone decided to stand on top of a wiglet, and it fucking looks like their penis is just out, because that's the way <laughs> the game's collision works, or some weird shit. Like, those are right. things people are memeing about on the internet, but I think the big sort of takeaway is how, like, this it's two things it's people are very much in the mindset of they got to figure out something to do with the switch like the games can't feel like yeah. this on switch and then that's a conversation of whether it's a switch holding it back or if it's game freak holding it back and i'm of the mindset that it's game freak holding it back and my my i guess my concise point on the matter is that i'm of the mindset that game freak still has it has what it takes to make a fantastic pokemon game they just need to get off the mindset that this is a game that prints money. We need to have a Pokemon mainline game every year. And yeah, maybe I actually obligated to do something similar. I mean, that's, I don't, it's possible. I mean, it, that, that's that's I didn't even really think about it being a contractual thing as I'm having to put out something yearly. But it is weird that this year in particular, they put out um Pokemon Legends, and then they put out Pokemon Violet and, and Scarlet. And it's like, that seems really close for, like, two big games to do that. And I, I think it's even... You can't even make an argument in saying that, like, okay, well, they put out Pokemon Legends, and they weren't sure if that was going to hit or not, and then they might base Pokemon Scarlet and Violet off of the success of Legends. But, like, it's... Because it came out in the same year, like, they were being worked on concurrently. Well, so there. Like, here's the thing. I've I've been looking this up uh, for a while now because this is something that's pissed me off about Pokemon for a long time. Mm-hmm. So 2019, we got Pokemon Sword and Shield. Then beginning of 2022, we got Arceus. Which let's be yeah. real, that was a game they probably wanted at the end of 2021. Right. And then we got this at 2022. They're all made by Game Freak. Yeah. Which is a single company. Which is the company of 169 people as of 2022. So these are all games that are theoretically either are being made concurrently, if this makes any sense. And I'm assuming the Scarlet and Violet team would have had to have been the Sword and Shield team, which means they've had about <laughs> a year or so to put out like a mainline Pokemon game. Yeah. Which is my entire critique about this game is that like, the Switch is a bad piece of hardware in comparison to what we have right now. Like, the Steam Deck eats its lunch, and then it pales in comparison with every other console that's out right now to the point where Nintendo has to do the streaming thing in order to to get a somewhat passable version of the games on their console, which you can make the argument of Nintendo not needing those games to succeed, which you can, but, like, in the terms of being, like, as someone who owns a Switch, I haven't really touched it for a while now because... Every Switch game has felt lesser than even when the Switch game. I will say that, like, just to jump onto your point that you said just a minute ago about Nintendo not needing those games to succeed. Yes, but I feel like them putting their games on them, them putting the third party games on the console is trying to help make the Switch relevant to the third party gamer. Like, it's it, it, them putting Sifu on Switch isn't for people who want to play Sifu. It's for Nintendo people who don't own another console to be like, oh yeah, I can yeah. play a worse version of Sifu. Uh, <laughs> I think this all gets back to my point that like for all the bullshit about the Switch and its hardware, 
it could run a passable, massive game like this. Like, I talk a lot of shit about the Xenoblade franchise, but for the most part, I was thinking of that. Those games yeah. are big, massive open worlds with a lot of fidelity, a lot of graphical stuff. Well, not graphical stuff, but a lot of like, they look good on the Switch. And there's no. The art reason, direction is solid. Yeah, there's no reason that Pokemon game should look worse than that when Pokemon is a bigger franchise. One of the things I've heard that people talk about is that Pokemon prints money, so Game Freak is in no, like, People just people yeah people will just buy a Pokemon game site and see because it's a Pokemon game so like they're they're not in any way shape or form like have a fire under their ass to like fix the issues but my thing is with the way they're currently working next year we're going to get a brand new Pokemon game probably a remake of I want to say if black and white yeah probably a black and white remake or some nonsense or another pokemon legends series game when they remake x and y uh, x and y come out before black and white right x and y came out after black and white oh oh jesus okay. yeah. yeah we're gonna, probably gonna give them those or another arceus and then we're probably going to get another mainline pokemon game in a year or two we just I, like we just i'm like i don't i don't think we need to do that i actually i actually don't i think as much as I'm just like, okay, like, you know, this Pokemon game, I'm having a good time. I think the Metacritic and Opacritic score is really going to affect, uh, it's going to really affect the game in terms of, like, people calling out the bugs and stuff and being very open about how lesser in terms of quality this Pokemon is compared to the previous ones. And it's just like, yeah, they're right mm -hmm. to call out those issues if they're, if they're having it. And I, I, mean, I think... I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think that, like, I agree with you in terms of Game Freak spending more time on their games versus having it be an annual thing. And I think they were hoping that uh, Violet and Scarlet was going to be their, uh, essentially their Breath of the Wild moment, where it's just like, oh my god, this is actually, like, a very cool and interesting twist to the Pokemon formula. And in a way, like, I see it and I feel it and I... I I agree with it that this is their Breath of the Wild moment, but it is definitely, it doesn't have the same fidelity as Zelda did. And also, you know, I find well, it the very... Zelda team takes time. Exactly, between... yeah. And I, I, find it, I find it very, very fascinating and very just interesting that it, it kind of feels like there was no real crosstalk between the studios to figure out things to figure out like draw distance issues to well, to to that point the pokemon ip is super fucking weird in that there's a separate yeah. company not nintendo oh. that owns the ip and that company is partially it's owned like by nintendo three or four companies so yeah. Yeah, yeah this is this isn't like a uh, a sony or an xbox where like all these studios are talking to each other the pokemon studio talks to themselves they're, they're, at no point right. are they like having conversations with anyone about the, the franchise and things like that and to your earlier point uh like i want to say that people were cooking arceus as well about like people, yes we're, we're like arceus was like oh arceus uh scored relatively well mm. low 80s but people were like wow man there's like this is an empty and not good looking world yeah yeah now, I, will, I will say that people was definitely getting an arceus in terms of its fidelity and all that stuff but I think the 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 B part of that conversation was like, all right, well, they'll probably hammer out this stuff for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And now that we get the game and it's just like people are, are seeing all these different crazy bugs and like this is this is the triple A release for Pokemon. It's like that's not acceptable. So I I I wanna believe that this is going to have a 
some kind of ramifications for you know the Pokemon Company slash Nintendo slash Game Freak in terms of what they do with this game in the future. And yeah. I, you know, I, I think the easiest thing they can do is for Nintendo to be like, hey, look, you're gonna talk to the Zelda team. You're gonna figure this stuff out because we don't want this to be we don't want the memes of bugs being the the thing that is more popular than pikachu on the internet so like based on me looking at the entire pokemon franchise i'm of the opposite mind i don't think anything's going to change i think they're going to keep with this cadence going forward i don't think anything's going to change i think in about two and a half years we're going to get a brand new 150 new pokemon they're going to have pretty much all the exact same character models except with minor technical upgrades the games are still going to look the exact same and there's going to be a new region with another dumb gimmick we'll see oh yeah I, yeah the, the the crystal gimmick on here I... I like the idea. I don't like the execution. I, I think the, 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 the crystal look is kind of blah, but I like the idea of your Pokemon being like, for example, everyone gets like a flying type Pikachu. So, you know, Pikachu being an electric type, it is weak against rock type. It's weak against ground. But if it is a flying type, then it is not weak against those elements. It's actually weak against electricity. So it kind of changes up your playstyle if you're fighting a Pikachu and, and uh, crystallizes into a flying type. Anyways, that stuff is pretty cool. But that stuff is going to be like, you know, meta building teams and, all, and X, Y, and Z. But yeah, um, that's Pokemon. I am enjoying it. And I will give you more impressions later on. Let us jump into Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone 2.0. Sean, you've been surviving. I was wondering why you put it like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I played Warzone 2 last night after I got frustrated uh, with one of the end bosses in God of War. And um, You clapped? You clapped trying to get some money? Most definitely just because I played it solo. Um, I mean, I got a few kills, but then, you know, people chase me down because, I don't know, guns allowed. <laughs> um, and it's interesting. So I was playing solo, but... Uh, when you go to the Gulag now, it still places you in a 2v2. Yeah. And I'm not sure if people have been following Warzone, but now there's proximity chat, so you can hear your enemies, you know, if you're close enough. So I was in the Gulag, and, you know, the opposing team, the guy was like, don't shoot, don't shoot us. You know, let's kill the, uh, if oh, we wait long wow. enough, if we wait long enough, we can kill the jailer, and we can all get out of the Gulag. <laughs> That that's really cool. Wait, well, is is so if you were to kill them instead of the jailer, like I'm not trying to say as a quote unquote intended, is there yeah. any incentive to kill them before the jailer comes down? Do you get more money on um on your respawn or is it just like I don't no... know because I've only been to the gulag twice. Uh mm -hmm. the first time I lost just because I ain't played Warzone in so long. Right. And uh the second time, the guy suggested that, and we barely beat the jailer. It wasn't that easy with the four of us. Yeah, hey, he's a fucking juggernaut. Yeah, he came out as a juggernaut. So, uh, oh wow! <laughs> I think I got the final kill because he was focusing on them, and I was hiding behind a pillar shooting. <laughs> um, and then the the weapons you get are, it's not your actual lot. It's just like like default weapons they give you in the gulag, right? Yeah, but it's not just a pistol. I feel like yeah. I had like a uh, SMG at one point. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. I feel I, I'd have. I only did it twice. So I don't quite remember. Yeah. Um. And then I played its new DMZ mode, mm -hmm. and this is interesting. This is kind of like a. 
For one, let me say I understand how Warzone's file size grew so big. This is a gigantic map with 150 players, and you can literally go in every building. Yeah. And now they don't just have shit laying on the floor. They actually have things in fridges, on shelves, in cabinets, on countertops. Yeah. yeah. Wrenches oh, I picked wow. up. VCRs, uh, VCR. a laptop, a gold bar. A record- Wait a minute. <laughs> there, was just, there was a bunch of shit in this game, and I can understand how, you know, it's, it's just so large. But um, I played the DMZ mode, and you can play it with a squad or by yourself. You know, you can do no fill. And um, I'm antisocial now. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Except for y'all, of course. Um, but no, so it, it spawns you in and you have a couple of missions you can do by yourself in co-op. One was to like find a cell phone with you know a mission on the map. Another one was to activate a UAV tower. Another one was to like the bomb enemy sites. Kind of like you play in Search and Destroy. There were enemy bomb sites that you would, you know, lay the bomb at and back off and wait for it to explode and it it looks to me like the ai because there's ai it, it looks to be pvpve okay and uh okay. the ai looked like they were trying to defuse my bomb but i killed them all and it seems you can die and if you die your gun stays in the dmz you lose that you know what I, that's i think that's, you can get it back that, i'm not quite sure if that's the case, then then yeah, it's clear that Call of Duty is at least trying to move at least in one game mode, Escape from Tarkov. Like yeah, yeah, okay, so that's what that's like. Okay, yeah, Escape from Tarkov, you lose your shit, and people lose real money and shit. It's crazy. Oh shit. Yeah, so um, I'm not exactly sure how you get your stuff back if you do get it back. If it's it's quite unclear to me because I only played it like two or three times. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This this is a step forward. I mean, I didn't play Escape from Tarkov, so I have nothing to compare it to. But this is a nice direction that it's moving as far as this mode. Also, once you complete... Actually, it looks like you can exfil anytime you can exit the map via mm-hmm. helicopter once you yeah. complete your yeah. missions yeah. or yeah, whatever. That's, but that's, um, that, that, that's uh, um, Escape from Tarkov. Mm-hmm. But my dumbass... <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I, drove, I, I drove to the exfil point. And then there were two more vans or whatever in the area. So I kind of boxed myself in so nobody could shoot me while I was exfilling out. But the chopper that landed collided with the vehicles that I put there and it blew up. (laughs) (laughs) So I died. LZ clear. But I had a landing. I was like, wait, no, no, no. (laughs) I had a uh, self-revive because I found one on the map. Mm. But by the time I revived, the fucking chopper left without me. So <laughs> you have it's time. You have to get on a certain time. Yeah. So um, I waited for the respawn point to regenerate. And I figured, all right, it, it did the damage it was going to do to the cars in the area. So I did it again and I walked <laughs> up to it and it fucking exploded again. <laughs> so I died again. And there was nobody there to revive me. And. <laughs> I don't know, but this this game mode is actually uh, pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Like, I went to the UAV tower, for lack of a better word, and it's a locked door. You have to find a key somewhere on the map. There are locked doors on the map within buildings. I went to a bank to go do something, and there were locked doors. Like, this, this is interesting. This is a new new okay. move for them, yeah. and uh, I hope this mode is here to stay. I'm going to play some more. 
Yeah, let me know. I'll I'll definitely play with you. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Minus the helicopters uh, landing on you. <laughs> I mean, that that was my fuck up. I was trying to be proactive. <laughs> I, I literally made the, the circle just big enough for me to stay. I thought it was gonna drop down a rope. I didn't think yeah. the fucking helicopter was gonna land. <laughs> Whatever, man. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, last up, Jordan, you've been playing this very confusing game to say. Yes. Signals. Uh, signal. Signal. Sig- signalis. Signalis. Nailed it. Oh, okay. Signal is Signalis. Yeah. So Signalis is similar to what Proteus was in terms of an ode to boomer shooters or those classic like yeah, Duke Nukem and mm-hmm. the old Doom games and Quake. Uh, Signalis is an ode to you know Parasite Eve, older Resident Evils, and yeah, like it's it like aesthetically, it is trying to uh, bring the same feel as a survival horror game made in the nineties. Uh, I didn't own a PlayStation One; I owned a PS Two and then Four, um, to which a lot of those games, the more prominent one, the PS One, um, at least in terms of like, that's why I say they weren't existed on PS Two, but you know, like that genre was huge during PS One, like the resource management. The puzzle you have to solve, you have to find the fucking red ore to put in the blue ball, and that opens up the door. You have a new area, and you know you only have six bullets. That's what Signalis is. Story-wise, you are an automaton, a humanoid automaton, um, whose goal is to search and kill. You work for this, like you are a robot of this totalitarian space nation, essentially, and you're sent in to find this girl, but. The facility is under attack by, I don't know if it's a virus or a techno virus. It's hard to tell. Um, but at first, I thought I was sweet. First, I thought, like, you know, man, this game's slow as shit. I'm killing these fucking mm-hmm. zombie things. You know, I'm solving all these puzzles. And then about maybe a third or two into the game, the motherfucker started getting back up uh, after I killed them. I did it wrong. I found out I did it wrong. I have a blowtorch to burn the bodies. But I ain't got no bullets to put these fuckers back down. Uh-oh. So I'm like bobbing and weaving through these rooms because they can like, you know, hit you in like maybe two, three hits and you're down. But it's the 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 atmosphere, the music, the sound of this game is great. Um, I, I took a break from it for God of War. I want to get back to it. But um, yeah, Signalis, you know, like it's it's flaring up, even though I did not play those games on the PS1. I know of them. I've seen you know videos of them. Like during the time during the era, I knew of them. I saw my friend over my friend's house playing them. But this is triggering those nostalgic feels. And um, yeah, like it was a very small developer. You know, it was you know released on Game Pass. I saw good things about it, and uh, I do plan on getting back to it. Hopefully, I have it done um, before Need for Speed comes out. But yeah, no, I'm Mm. I'm enjoying it. I I totally would totally say give it a shot. some of the puzzles, I mean, as as they were, I, my, my dad played a lot of Myst growing up. He had mm. like the old school PC, mm. so some of those puzzles can be that challenging in terms of Myst esque or Atlas esque. Um, to which I did have to go to YouTube and have a nine year old explain to me what the fuck to do next. But <laughs> nonetheless, I am uh, enjoying Signalis, and also I'm playing. I'm playing. Well, I keep on saying Tiger Woods, but no, it's not Tiger Woods. Just PJ Tour, even though he is the box cover athlete. Um, PJ Tour 2K 2022. Uh, good golfing games are hard in between these days. Uh, I know EA tried to relaunch theirs or Troy McClure, whatever the fuck. But um, yeah, 2K uh, 
uh, PGA Tour 2K 2022 has a great career mode that deals with sponsorships and all that. And yeah, it's like it's it's a it's just a dad game. Look at dad. This old man game. You know, like oh man, do I use a fucking sandwich? You know, right. like I'm gonna have a lay or a flop, you know. But I only play golf like that, but there is a like they, they were able to make it fun. And also yeah. I believe this game has a partnership with Top Golf to which there is a Top Golf arcade mode. So you know you play that too. Really? Yeah, yeah, you know, That's pretty cool. You know, that, that, that's all it is. Well, you know, Sean plays Yakuza. There's Top Golf in Yakuza too, which is fucking dope. <laughs> which has the best Top Golf, but second would be PGA Tour 2022's Top Golf. Oh snap! Okay, but that's what I've been playing. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. Well, um, that is what we have been playing. We hope you enjoyed our episode of Press X to Start podcast. I'm going to say some stuff like, um, you know, if, if you're having a good time with us, please do the thing where you like this uh, this YouTube video. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the YouTube channel because we need your subscription to keep us going. It's like our food. And then hit the notification bell because we need you to do that so you can see the things that we are producing for you. Um, if you are listening to this with your ear holes, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are currently tuned in on. Uh, with that being said, oh, I just hit the, I, you know, I, I keep hitting this button where I like go into like pin mode and I see my face and versus like how, I, anyways, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Uh, hey, look, you know what? Just, just keep playing your games. Keep having a good day. Keep being a nice person because only nice people watch our content. And if you're not nice and watching our content, guess what? You lied to yourself. Uh, you take care, you have a great day, and you keep being healthy. Peace out.